Welcome to the Who and What She Wants podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Ward, and each week I will be interviewing an inspirational female entrepreneur so that you can take away actionable tools and insights to enable you to build the business of your dreams. Whether you're first starting out building your own business, or if you have entrepreneurial dreams that you don't know how to make a reality, then this podcast is for you. Now let's get into the episode. Today, I am super excited to welcome the lovely Shauna to the show. This incredible female entrepreneur launched her own business, the Self-Like Society, which specializes in empowering women to like themselves more. Today, we're going to deep dive into Shauna's entrepreneurial experience, and she is going to share with us how her background has helped to define the businesswoman she is today. For anyone wanting to start a business fueled by passion, Shauna's story will help inspire you to chase your dreams and follow your vision. Welcome to the show, Shauna. It's so, I'm so pleased to have you here today. Thank you for having me. It's really nice to talk to you today. I know. I'm so excited. I've been really looking forward to this one, actually, because I've been um, closely following your Instagram page and I've loved to see how you've been growing. And I just think the message that you're promoting is just such an incredible message as well. So it's so nice to follow along with you and just to see how you're growing and where the business is progressing to. It's super exciting. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's been a been a long old journey, really, to get to where we are now. But it's something I'm really passionate about. So I think that makes it fun and not really like hard work so that's a yeah, good thing no, definitely well that actually helps to kick off my first question quite nicely so I thought it'd just be great if you could start off by just giving us a little bit of a background into how this self-like society was founded and what sort of experience has got you to where you are today yeah so I actually started it um purely as just an Instagram account during a kind of really shit time that I was going through so I signed off work with um, depression anxiety so I was a bit of a loss for what to do I was kind of just like had all this free time to like work on myself and focus on that and was like I need start like a project to do um, so I started this Instagram account just to kind of share positive quotes and affirmations and stuff that I saw that I really liked so it was kind of a really self-indulgent thing really but then as it kind of built up and I started to kind of get some followers and like build a little community on there I started to create more of my own content, so kind of um, sharing kind of lessons and stuff that I'd learned. Um, and it kind of led me to meet a load of really cool different women on there and build up like a really nice little community where we engage and kind of have discussions about mental health and other things like that. Um, and then actually one like my background when I first finished uni was in magazines and I worked for some craft magazines and I met a load of who are now my really good friends um like women who had their own kind of little crafty businesses and I thought well how could I combine that with what I'm doing with self-like society um and that's where I kind of came up with the idea of these little treat boxes so it's all items made by women designed to kind of show you show yourself a little moment of self-care um and yeah kind of empowering women and their businesses but then also empowering the people that get the boxes as well um so yeah it was just a really nice thing that I could do for these creative women that I knew um and to help other people as well that's so amazing that it kind of was born from you and your sort of personal experience and that was what started the company off did you sort of start it did you think about the branding and things when you first started or was it just solely an account for you to as a sort of outlet and a project for you to work on while you were off work no yeah it was totally that so it didn't really have any identity or anything like that that came 
much later down the line um it was all just kind of me like faffing around in canva and doing these quite kind of shitty social cards <laughs> but you know just kind of it was more it wasn't really about that at first it was just me kind of a little way for me to express how I was feeling and it kind of like share what was going on with me but in a bit of a more impersonal way so I could kind of obviously a lot of my friends and stuff were following it so I could kind of tell them what was going on but without it being as direct as a conversation if that makes sense so because it was a bit more anonymous um I felt like I could be a lot more open yeah no that is so incredible did did you find that it helped you as, as well like was it kind of a way a sort of I guess the sort of therapy technique yeah. did it did it work like that for you definitely yeah so I kind of at the same time was getting back into blogging which was something I'd always loved to do and because kind of writing has always been the core of my job um and the stuff I was doing through work just wasn't that creative so I kind of fallen out of love with writing and wasn't doing any for myself so then I started doing the blogs again which were either just kind of me sharing tips or just having a kind of rant about something um, and it really made me love that again and yeah that was definitely kind of a like I suppose like journeying the therapy it was the same as that it just happened that this was like a public journal basically um, but yeah I definitely found it really helpful and uh, got kind of more positive sounds really cliche but like by the day and by sharing these quotes and stuff I was kind of taking that all on board and it was making myself feel better. That's so good it's almost like a way of being able to I suppose self sort of self-soothe in a way isn't it like being able to share these things and the things that make you feel positive and the great thing is as well I find if it's something that's making you feel positive then because it's coming from such an organic place it will definitely be having the same effect on other people did you find that your community grew quite quickly from you doing this definitely and I think because it really resonated with a lot of other women I think particularly the kind of message around um, like achieving self-like before you get self-love because a lot of you know of even big brands now are kind of promoting this idea of self-love and like it's all well and good but for me I was like I don't even particularly like myself at the moment so that that seemed really unachievable and I think a lot of people feel the same way it's like, actually I just want to get to a place where I, I quite like myself and I'll be I'll be content with that um, so yeah I think that really kind of hit home which is why the community grew and I think just from like having a really two-way dialogue with these people, like wanting to hear their stories and sharing what was going on with them helped it to kind of flourish even more. Mm, I could imagine. Do you find that you get quite a lot of sort of DMs and more personal messages from running the account? Yeah, definitely. I think especially because we've kind of got the call out for women to share their stories. I find that, you know, they're really, really open and responsive to doing that. And I'll get people approaching me like, oh you know this is what's been going on with me I'd love to feature on your page and I think it's a way for them to kind of feel empowered and to take maybe ownership of what's been a bit of a negative phase in their lives and actually say well I've gone through this and come out the other side and this is the result um which I really yeah I think makes them feel a lot better about it yeah I can imagine and I suppose for you as well like what an incredible thing to know that you're giving these women an outlet to be able to speak and to share their truths as well yeah it's kind of crazy like when I read them and some of them are like quite emotional I'd get a little bit like teared up I'm not gonna lie but it's like it's so nice to know that they're comfortable sharing that and you know maybe they haven't been with sharing it with like friends or family or they found it really difficult to talk about in another way but I guess because this is a really kind of like-minded community and they've seen other people doing it before it's enabled them to feel empowered to do it as well um, which I think is really lovely. 
No, definitely. And I think as well, that says a lot for you and your page that you've managed to build up a platform that people trust so much that they are willing to open up and be their authentic selves to you. Like, I think that's a massive achievement to be able to have built a community like that. Yeah, thank you. I suppose I've not really thought about it like that before. But yeah, it's it's really nice to kind of have their trust. And I think just, yeah, it makes me feel really humble, I guess. And it Again, it's that whole cliche where people say when when you're going through like a tough time or suffering with mental health issues, it's like, oh, well, you're not alone. But I know for a lot of people, that is the main feeling that they have of being alone um, and isolated. So I just hope that like it helps anyone going through that that might not be willing to share their story right now. But to know that actually, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel and you can get to a place where actually you can talk about it and kind of take take ownership of that situation and how it's actually helped you Mm, definitely I think it's great because I think over the past few years particularly there has the conversation regarding mental health has become a lot more open and a lot more transparent but it's just so great to see accounts like yours that I what I love about the way that you share your message is that it's not preachy Mm -hmm. it's just very authentic and I think that is what resonates with people I can find sometimes you know when you see those sort of really great affirmation quotes but like you say they almost feel unattainable Mm -hmm. when you're coming from quite a low you know like a low vibration and mentally you're feeling quite in a low place it's so hard to see some of these super aspirational affirmation quotes and feel any connection with them because you're just not there whereas I feel like with the message that you're sharing it is a lot more attainable and I think for people that perhaps are feeling at their lowest they can see your content and just like you say see a light at the end of the tunnel from it which is so incredible thank you yeah I think it's definitely like um baby steps is kind of the message I'm trying to like get through like you're not going to wake up read one quote or you know put a picture up on your wall and feel instantly better you know there's still going to be shitty days um but it's kind of like every little step you can take you need to hold on to that and see that as a win like progress over perfection is something I always kind of talk about as well like you don't have to you know love yourself and think you're the most amazing person but as long as you can wake up and you know see something and recognize something that you like about yourself that's a win Mm, I couldn't agree with you more I struggle with it myself because I am quite a perfectionist and now I run my own business it's almost like times 10 of how I used to be because I feel like it's my name on the line you know if I ever do anything wrong I I really feel it and it's something I've been struggling with because I can become a bit of a perfectionist but the trouble with that I find all I end up doing is beating myself up all the time thinking like oh that's not as good as it could be and I'll go around the houses trying to redo things to make them better but actually if I just take baby steps and get the work done Mm -hmm. I'm still producing good work and I think for someone like me that approach really works well like the kind of baby steps approach and I think when you take bite-sized chunks out of anything it becomes easier to see the end like the end of the road whereas if you look at a massive goal that you need to achieve for example I don't know building a website Mm -hmm. or something it can seem so daunting so I think again that's why I resonate so well with your page just because I for me that is the kind of approach that works best and I'm sure a lot of women agree as well um I'd love just to talk quickly about I know you mentioned that you're running the blogs is it the blog on the self-like society that you're running or do you have other blogs that you run run as well so it's just that one at the moment um so it's kind of uh yeah there's like a, a more personal blog but then also a kind of uh resources section so just like stuff that I've kind of collected along the way having dealt with kind of mental health stuff for you know a good 10 years now 
um i think because i find you know it's it's a lot better to take tools and tips from people that have got the experience rather than just you know trying to find an app or something that that seems like a good fit or that is recommended to you on instagram or something it's kind of those lived experiences that i find you really get the most help from um so there's that kind Mm. of section as well um which i know a few people have kind of come to me on instagram and said oh you know i hadn't thought about doing that before you know trying stuff that way and it's been really helpful for me so that's been really cool as well yeah and i bet it's nice for you to be able to tap back into writing and that skill set do you um so do you find like you've used a lot of the skills that you picked up at uni in your career now or do you feel like it's something you've honed more since completing your further education um I guess it's a mixture really so I always like writing's always been something I'm kind of really really interested in um and passionate about I guess like you know from writing stories and stuff when I was really little and then knowing that I wanted to do kind of a journalism degree at uni um but then I think it's tricky because when you then start doing something that you love for a job it's finding that balance between it being your job and then still like your passion and I think because the type of writing that I started doing just for like magazines and stuff it really wasn't what I was interested in so then that made me kind of fall out of love with it like I was saying um which is really sad because I love doing it because I was doing it all day every day I was like I don't want to sit at home afterwards and do it again um but then this has helped me to kind of find the joy in it again because it's something that I, you know, really truly believe in. It's it doesn't feel like work. It's just me putting down what, like my thoughts on a page. Um, and then yeah, I guess the kind of other side of it, like the social stuff, because my first, like as soon as I kind of got into publishing, that's when it all kicked off. Um, like social media kind of being a big presence to support publications. So I kind of was able to pick stuff up and like marketing and planning and promotion and stuff which has really helped kind of feed into uh self-like society as well so I feel quite lucky to have that experience from both kind of uh my degree but then also the jobs that I did after it's so interesting we've honestly basically had the same background I I have a journalism degree as well and then I went into marketing yeah. more like oh that's the kind of more the direction I ended up falling into it's really interesting to hear you say that because it feels like you're sort of talking about my experience as well um which is really cool but um it's great isn't it to be able to tap back into a skill that you have and you love but to do it for something Mm -hmm. you're more passionate about how are you currently structuring your time because I know that you're obviously working full time is it at the moment and then you're also running the self-like society on top of that how are you kind of structuring your days at the moment and fitting it all Um, in I guess in a way like COVID's kind of been a bit of a blessing when it comes to that because I've got now I'm working at home I've kind of got all all the time in the day and the evening to kind of allocate to different projects so I'll kind of spend a little bit of time kind of early in the morning on the self-like society stuff so just check in the insta lining posts up and things like that um and then kind of do my normal nine to five ish day at my day job and then have the evenings um to kind of focus back on self-like and the weekends as well um it has been kind of it was tricky to get right at first um I found myself like and hopefully no one like my boss doesn't listen to this but like in the middle of the day just being like oh no I just I'm gonna go back to that and like sitting on my phone and scrolling through the messages and replying to everyone's comments and I was like shit I need to get back back into my job (laughs) um but I think yeah just separating it out and having kind of the allocated time for it 
in the morning and the evening it helps me to keep uh, a better balance mm. do you find it easy to switch between the two yeah I think because they're so different um it is it's kind of like a different mindset and a different kind of person like a different Shauna almost in a way like self lifestyle is very much my authentic self and it's just me kind of 100% as I am whereas obviously with work you kind of always have a bit of a work-based persona um and yeah I guess my mindset kind of switches quite easily between the two I think that comes from like having the background in journalism because you have to write for so many different audiences and kind of be a different person with a different voice I've kind of got quite adept at doing that that's a great skill to have to be fair do you find you have to almost take a little break so say you finish work at five do you then have a little break where you have a breather of doing something completely like I don't know making dinner or or exercising or whatever it might be just to kind of have that buffer space between work and work definitely so I usually take the dog out um and that's quite nice just you know as a way to clear my head get rid of any kind of niggles from the day because if you have a bad day at work especially with self-like society if I'm in a negative space then I can't can't share good content because I can't really I can't be authentic and honest about it if I'm in a shitty mood like I don't want to share something that's not true or not kind of real um as much as like it's good to kind of be honest about that stuff like if I'm trying to empower people I don't want to bring them down at the same time so it's kind of having that little distance to kind of decompress get over whatever's happened during the day and kind of switch into okay like this is that's that can't deal with that anymore that's it for tomorrow let's focus on this now Mm, that's interesting you say that do you find there is a lot of well not a lot but do you find there's pressure to kind of stay on as such and be really positive when you are posting for the self-like society like for example if you have a day I know we all have them where you're just feeling a bit like meh do you will you refrain from posting on that day or how do you kind of work around that so at first I was really conscious of it um and I yeah I would kind of avoid doing anything that day because and especially because I hadn't really got into a regular uh, routine for posting I kind of would just sack off that day but now I think it's really important to share those things as well like um there was one I did uh must have been back in summer um and I'd this like well for me I always have my nails done I have a gels or acrylics so obviously with lockdown I had no nails on and I just started biting them tearing the shower of them through stress because when I, well, if I want to have them done, I don't do that. But when they're just my normal nails, I like absolutely ruin them. I shared a picture of my nails and they were like red, raw, like peeling, like horrible, just from all the kind of this anxiety chewing I'd done. And it resonated with people so much. I got so many people, like I do exactly the same thing. Like even friends of mine, I didn't know. They were like, oh my God, I do the same thing as well. It's horrible, isn't it? And it's like, actually, I could have been like, oh, I don't want to share this because it's not, you know, it's not glossy. It's not, you know, that aesthetically pleasing but you know I did do it and it ended up being something that actually people could really um empathize with Mm. do you find as someone that specializes in content you have noticed a trend for that this year where I don't know if it's where we've all been working from home or quite a lot of us have been working from home with COVID I've even noticed it with a lot of brands that they've almost become a lot more transparent and been showing a lot more raw content that's kind of like really behind the scenes which I've personally Mm -hmm. really loved um because I feel like it helps you connect with brands better and with sort of like public personas and things to be able to see the reality do you find that um 
have you know is that something that you've noticed as well it's a bit of a trend definitely i think um like just for my page for instance like just sharing a picture of my face whatever i'm doing that day people just love and it's like they just want to it's nice for them to see like the the person behind the words i guess and i think like you say with big brands doing it as well and kind of taking a step back from the really kind of polished groomed aesthetic and being like well actually this is the reality of the situation we're all stuck at home you know you, you're not going to be sitting there wearing sequins and jewels all day every day or like full face glam like let's be a bit more realistic about it. and i think people are actually really engaged with that um see so yeah, even for me just being like showing a picture of you know messy bun joggers on been like this is my vibe today people really really like that and i think it helps them feel like oh it's not just me then like we're all on this together um and it's quite nice i guess just to feel that kind of camaraderie yeah definitely i think we're always i think on social media as much as it's nice to see all these people that are on holiday in dubai and you know living their best lives yeah. in the maldives or whatever they're doing i i personally do i i have to admit i've started to filter the content mm. i follow because without even realizing it i think it's actually having a really negative impact on my mental health to be honest i was seeing all these people living what i would call quote unquote dream life and i'd be thinking gosh this isn't me i'm sat at home wearing my pajamas that i've worn for two yeah. days straight. do you know what i mean like being like an absolute rotter <laughs> and i just be thinking oh my goodness this so isn't me but actually the probably the majority of people that are seeing those pictures are actually also in their pajamas and you know like chilling so it's so nice and so refreshing to see content that actually mirrors your reality rather than seeing content that's so aspirational it's almost completely out of reach and you can't relate definitely to it at all. so I think it's really brave as well to be able to share content like that that you know it is where like you say the one the post that you did about your nails and you know to be able to post pictures from you at home maybe like makeup free or whatever the situation might be I think that's super brave mm-hmm. to be able to do I that I think once you do it once as well you just realize like what was I worried about doing it like and I think mm-hmm. what you said there like making kind of conscious choices about what content you follow that's something I've really adhered to particularly kind of during lockdown made sure to kind of have a proper audit of my feed and anything that I was looking at that felt kind of really unattainable is making me feel envious um, or just generally not good I'm kind of got rid of and then they made sure to follow more kind of um, body positivity and body neutrality accounts and people that were just sharing their true selves and like yeah makeup free and stuff like that um, stuff that I could relate to more and I make kind of a really conscious effort to do that on you know all of my feeds my personal feed and the self-light society as well um, I think it's really important that we need to be really mindful of yeah I couldn't agree more I think as well if you're I mean a lot of people that listen to this uh, podcast uh, female entrepreneurs maybe just starting out on their journey or perhaps they've been running their business for a little while but I think particularly as a female entrepreneur or as an entrepreneur in general you really need to be careful about the content you Mm -hmm. are consuming because you are the kind of your vibration and your energy levels are what's driving your business so you really need to keep them as high as possible and if there's anything that you're consuming that you know might make you feel really negative or sad or or envious or whatever negative emotion it might be I think you've just got to be super careful to um monitor that and make sure that you're being mindful about what you are consuming and I know it's something that I'm working on but I definitely think it's a great tip for anyone that's um running their own business so thank you for sharing that um just to turn tack slightly have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur I think 
I knew that at some point I wanted to be able to work kind of for myself because I do work best when kind of left to my own devices like I'm not a very easy person to manage so I feel sorry for anyone that has to um (laughs) so I guess yeah and like that would be the ideal setup as being my own boss um and I think I just I guess it really kind of came to a head and that became something I wanted to do when I kind of realized that I wanted to be able to combine the stuff that I'm really passionate about and make it in something that would help people out and there wasn't something I could see that combined kind of this mental health side of things with the kind of women's empowerment um and feminism and stuff so I was like well if I can't engage with something that's existing this is the perfect opportunity for me to start it um and yeah I would love for one day for it to be kind of the you know the full-time thing that I can focus on um but for now yeah I'm really happy for it to be kind of my little side hustle passion project because it brings me kind of so much joy and that and hopefully it's helping other people as well and bringing them that same sense of kind of uh happiness and empowerment so for now yeah it's kind of good I know you mentioned it previously a little bit before but I can just sense your passion for the self-like society which is so amazing like I think I don't know if you agree with me but I think in this modern age we've been a bit conditioned Mm -hmm. to just put up with things so I don't know if you can relate, but I mean, I, I know I can, but I've been in jobs before that have been a bit meh, like they've been fine, they pay the bills, but I've got no passion there at all. You know, I'm just going in to get my paycheck every week. And I couldn't believe the switch when I actually started doing something for myself mm-hmm. that I was passionate about. It was almost like, I don't know if you feel the same, but it was like injecting myself with something. Like I felt like a different person yeah. and I still do. Like, And it's so amazing. You can't explain the feeling of doing something that you're passionate about I think it's just a complete like a whole new world would you yeah, would you agree with like that I um like it's like a, I, I don't get me wrong I'm really uh like my day job and I'm kind of really happy to have it um and grateful for it but I don't mm. kind of you know wake up in the middle of the night like buzzing about it like oh I'm gonna try this tomorrow I can't wait to do that and that comes from I think just uh a not having the freedom to um and then also the fact that it's it's not something I'm truly, truly interested in. Um, whereas with self-like society, like I literally do what, like I'm laying there in bed and then I, an idea comes to me and I'm like, right, go write that down. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Um, or like ideas for content and stuff, or I'll be speaking to people kind of, you know, right up until I go to sleep. And I'm, I've all, I'm always infused for it. Like, like there's not got to a point yet where I'm like, it feels like a, a drag or like an obligation. Like it's something I just, wake up and want to do and want to focus my energy on so yeah I totally agree with what you say have you found as well that where you're feeling so passionate about doing this it's almost like seeped out into other areas of your life like do you find that you're just generally feeling a bit more positive and passionate just yeah I hadn't actually thought about that but it's true for sure um like even some of the kind of social stuff I've tried through self-like I have used for my job so it's kind of helped to um like it's kind of a bit of a cycle like there's stuff I'll learn and try through work um in terms of social media marketing and stuff that then feeds into self-like and then vice versa as well um and also I so I started doing um crisis counseling for shout I don't know if you've heard of them they're like the tech service um and I like like it again I think it's just having that energy and that kind of 
passion and it was something that linked really closely with this um because you know it's for people that are going through mental health crisis crises um and yeah I hadn't really had the energy or the headspace to do it before but then yeah even though I had this extra project as well I kind of felt like no I do I do have the time to give to this as well um which is strange because like in reality like you have less time really but I don't know it kind of I guess opens you up to feeling like you can take on new things and kind of balance more Mm, that's in, that's so funny you should say that because that really you know when someone says something and it really hit the nail on the head like for mm-hmm. me as well that's so true it's almost like the more passionate you feel yeah, the more definitely. you can take on and it's the strangest thing because in theory like you say like I bet you couldn't have even imagined or, or fathomed at the beginning of your journey being able to do all these different mm-hmm. things and spin all yeah, these now it's just natural and then all yeah. of a sudden you look now. Yeah, it's amazing. I think you should be so proud of that. That's so incredible as well that you're giving back Thank and you. working with the charity. Um, that's incredible. I lo- absolutely love the Self-Like Society subscription boxes. They're looking so amazing. I was wondering if you would just mind sharing how you went about sourcing suppliers and do you have any tips for maintaining good business yeah, relationships? Yes, so I guess um, touching on what I said before, I was really lucky. Um, so my background in kind of magazines and specifically craft magazines led me to form friendships with people that had their kind of own little independent businesses. So I've got friends that are kind of designers, graphic designers, and then um, others that do make their own jewellery or like embroidery hoops and stuff. So I had kind of a really good uh, foundation of contacts that I could touch on and kind of didn't need to build the relationship with. So I guess I kind of cheated in a way because I had them kind of ready to go. Um, but then also, so when one of the things I did at the start was join um, the Coven, which is an online kind of female founders group. Um, I think it's predominantly for people that work either freelance or on their own as a kind of place to feel like they've got a bit of a sounding board. And I joined that. And I made so many connections through that that I actually found um, the woman that did my branding for me um, and helped me with my affirmation cards. Um, and it's just a great kind of place to pop your ideas in or if you're a bit unsure about something or need a recommendation. Um, I found that really good. And same with um, even just like local Facebook groups and stuff. If you're kind of a bit stuck on where to find people to work with they're a really good way to start particularly like in your local area um and I think the kind of key to keeping those relationships like blossoming is just to have really open communication like be really human about it like obviously it's a business and you've got that kind of those business interests at, at heart but at the end of the day you're both you know human beings you're obviously doing what you do for a reason because you love it so just kind of keep going back to that um, and make sure to kind of share your story and the reason behind it so I really think that helps people to understand you and where you're coming from um, and encourages them to, to want to work with you and also to understand what it is you're looking for um, and meet deadlines yeah, that's my core cool thing meet what? deadlines if somebody gives you a deadline for it, meet it because I found that having people that are just really efficient and stick to uh, the time and stuff it just makes the whole thing easier <laughs> Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? I know there can be often issues with um, the whole thing with suppliers as well. I don't know if you found it particularly 
this year with COVID, there obviously mm-hmm. is some delays with certain things. I know not everything, but um, I've recently set up my own candle business and I've sort of like had to get all the packaging and things from different suppliers. And it's so frustrating. For example, one of them had yeah. a lead time of, say, a week and they've now pushed it back to two mm-hmm. weeks, which then knocks all my timelines back. And it can be so hard to kind of like um, work around that. Have you had any experiences like no, that? No, I've been quite lucky so, so far. With um, my packaging, so I got... Um, the boxes and stuff they were all good to go um because I wanted it to be really sustainable they're just plain cobble boxes that I print um with our logo with a soya based ink but then I wanted um to kind of give like the inside a really more kind of luxe personal feel so I got um printed tissue paper um and then like stickers to seal it with and it initially started as okay like we need 46 weeks lead time so I did it well in advance you know hoping to launch at the start of October and then gradually and gradually it got pushed back, you know, orders delayed, don't know where it is. Like it just, oh, it was like a big mess really. Um, and it, I eventually got it, but it meant that that kind of idea I had to launch in October and all the plans I had for that just went out the window. And I kind of had to just do it as and when I got it. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't wait anymore. I can't wait for, a, you know, a good time to do it. I just need to get it out there. Um, and it was really frustrating. And it, I guess you feel like it's, it's annoying when it's out of your control because there's, you know, you can put all the steps in place and do everything you can to make sure it's a success and it goes as you want it to. But when you're relying on other people, that's when it becomes really tricky. Yeah, so true. I think, do you find like you've just got to be quite flexible with the situation, yeah. sort of mentally more and allow for things like that to happen and not get too stressed about it? Because I know it can be quite hard and you can take it. I mean, I personally, I, I did take some of it quite personally and I was thinking, oh my goodness, like I've said this day and now mm-hmm. I'm a graduate, I look stupid. Do you know what I mean? So it can be hard sometimes, can't it, to sort of mentally allow for these things? But yeah, definitely. They do happen, you've just got I guess. to have patience, I think. Like, it's the same with everything like even once you've launched you need to be patient and realize that like you're not going to sell out overnight like businesses take a while to build up and oh, I no. was so hard on myself like I'd wake up <laughs> after launch I woke up the next morning and checked my emails and was like well why haven't I got any orders yet like what the hell people said they really liked it um but it is like and yeah I wanted to beat myself up about it I was like oh, I've not done enough I've done something wrong um but you've got to just take a step back and I guess think about how you respond you know to businesses and buying stuff like it can take a bit of time and it's a it's a journey like you just need to yeah have patience basically and not put too much pressure on yourself in terms of time yeah I couldn't agree more and I think like what you say with a launch it is so funny because I, I think everyone has this idealistic view of like when you launch something all of a sudden you're going to sell out and you know people you're going to be so in demand you have people like banging down your door to try and get hold of stuff and unfortunately it's just almost like not the case and don't get me wrong I know that it's the odd random kind of like unicorn business that that does happen for but I think it's really good if you're starting your own business just to set your expectations a little bit lower and then just to mitigate for Definitely. in case you don't sell out but also as well I think like what you were saying it's a long-term game isn't it it's not you know you're not going to sell it overnight and that's the end of that it's like it's a long journey yeah. and you want it to thrive and you want it to grow over time so um I think don't be discouraged is a great message to kind of take from that so thank you for sharing that I'm being so honest as well I will also as well link in the description uh, sorry in the show notes the details about the coven that sounds great is it a paid it is yeah so it was something that took me a while to kind of decide is it going to be worth it like 
what what am I going to get out of this and um like there are heaps and heaps of resources on starting your own business and launches and everything on the website but I actually find that just the, the Facebook group um has been the most useful thing like I say making the connections finding a designer to work with just you know if I've got a random question you know what's the difference between x y and z it's just having those kind of in for it all um so yeah I would definitely recommend it particularly if you are if that this is your full-time thing and you're working on your own it's just quite nice to be part of a community and not feel like you're doing it completely by yourself yeah definitely I'll I'll be sure to share that in the I'm gonna actually check it out for myself it sounds really good (laughs) so thanks for sharing that I'll definitely link it in the show notes um what do you find are the best techniques for marketing so at the moment I think it's been mostly via Instagram like I say because I built up that kind of community it was kind of ready to go once I had the product I had these kind of perfect customers as you will that had engaged my content agreed with a message um and were kind of really had bought into the idea of it um but I think like I guess part of that is just having having those connections and really responding to people and engaging actually really helps people get to know you and then therefore your business um so I think that you know paid ads and stuff are all well and good and I run some of them and they've you know had um some success but I just think being really engaged in it and actually being able to speak to people about what you're doing and answer their questions and be responsive um is one of the most important things if you're doing you know business primarily on Instagram um and then I'd also Mm. say at the moment particularly um virtual markets is something that I've kind of started looking into and I've got a few lined up and I'm excited for those um you know at the moment obviously we can't go and do it in person but it's a good way to kind of get your brand out there meet other makers I think particularly with um self-like society because the idea is that each box has um treats from different women-owned businesses it's it's even just a good way for me to meet other people who could potentially feature um but yeah I just think perseverance I guess and being not always on as such but kind of if if you come across something that could be relevant or a person that you think, oh, actually, they'd be really interested in this um, or an opportunity like at work, for instance, we're having a Christmas um, like party thing and uh, we're doing a secret Santa. And it's like, well, that's an opportunity for me to share what I'm doing. And even if nobody um, buys anything, they're then aware of the brand and they can share it with their friends. And um, yeah, just I guess having one eye out constantly for different opportunities is really good. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more. I just wanted to pick your brains a little bit more about Instagram because I know it can be something that a lot of business owners get really bogged down with and they almost get like paralyzed with fear about not knowing how to manage their content and things. And obviously Mm -hmm. you've got a lot of experience in that area. Do you, um, so you schedule your content, do you? And do you also spend X amount of time a day working on engagement and things to help build your At the beginning, I was kind of looking for all of these like resources and like, you know, you get the ads for like, uh, like marketers Instagram like plans to get you 100 followers a week and stuff like that and I was like being a proper sucker and being like right how does this mm. work what do I do and like following the tips and it's like do this five times a day or like whatever it was and I just found that actually having like that little time in the morning and in the evening which is when I found that my audience are most um, active anyway just to kind of have a bit of back and forth with people um, and respond to their comments, and but actually like in a meaningful way, not just the, you know, like the comment or like, you know, thanks, that's really nice. I actually 
start a bit of a conversation with them um I think that just really helps people to see that you know there's a person behind it and actually there's value to the account other than just you know looking at pretty pictures or cool quotes and stuff it's like actually oh no there's a person there that you can have a bit of a nice chat to um I think that's been one of the most important things actually like above the kind of scheduling and paid for stuff really Mm, that's great and do you schedule your content sort of like a week in advance or do you do it daily at the how moment, do you manage that sort of thing daily so I'll do um so I've got all my templates for my posts so I'll usually do like a batch of them for the week and then have them kind of on my phone ready to go um that's mainly because where I've got um like obviously my work-based social accounts are done through buffer um and I can't find a way to add more than one Instagram account to that so I'm like right need to find need to find a workaround because it would be good obviously <laughs> um I guess to have that kind of little knowing that stuff is ready to go but at the same time I do quite like taking the time in the day to do it um and like thinking more organically I guess about what I want the caption to say in that moment rather than doing it you know days in advance or weeks in advance I don't think it for what I'm doing I don't think it would work as well um because it very much is dependent on like my mood and my experience and like how I'm feeling that day and what what I want to share um so I think for me at the moment it just works best to do it on the day yeah no I agree with you because I, I do the same as you actually I know a lot of people kind of say about batch scheduling and things but the only thing I find with batch scheduling sometimes can be that it almost mm-hmm. becomes like you say like less authentic and also as well I think it's a bit of an easy way yeah. to forget to then do your engagement because where you've put you almost like post and run you know like you've scheduled this post mm-hmm. it's gone out you've kind of forgotten about it and you don't then have to follow up whereas I find if you're already on the app writing your caption you're more likely yeah. to then stay on the app for a while after and just kind of engage with the comments that come in so um thanks for sharing that I think that'll be a good takeaway for anyone listening as well because I know it's something I often get asked as someone that runs a marketing agency people are always like when should I schedule blah blah, blah. and I just find actually yeah, you definitely. have to do what works best for your business so I think it's great that you found a little formula that's working well for the self-like society. Um, what have been your biggest challenges so far on your journey as an entrepreneur? I know we kind of mentioned the lead times and things like that with supplies, but is there anything else that's kind of popped um, up that's been quite I challenging? Keeping motivated, I guess. Um, it's bit like especially at first, I think when there wasn't like a tangible product or like I was kind of still sensing out the direction I was trying to take it in it's kind of like easy at that point I think to just jack it in and think oh well I've tried it didn't really work um so yeah staying motivated during those early stages is really tricky um but I think yeah if you have got the kind of if it's something that really aligns with your morals and that is that you truly believe in that you will keep going against kind of you know all of those niggling little what ifs and stuff like that um so I think if you don't feel that then it's not the right thing to be pursuing um do you um did you pick up any techniques that kind of helped you with your motivation just a lot of in the early stages so I love a list anyway I'm like a Virgo through and through um <laughs> but I got a really good list panel actually that is um it's split in two so it's like for the day but your work stuff and then your personal stuff so for me just blocking out each hour knowing okay well during that time I've got you know work stuff but then I've actually got an hour here in the middle of the day 
that I can get back to the person doing my brand and, you know, whatever it is. Um, just breaking it down like that was really helpful. And you mentioned it earlier, but having breaking stuff down into little achievable goals rather than being like, right, I need to build this box. Like having that idea is really daunting, but actually doing the individual steps, like, okay, well, I need a box to start with. So let me look into some packaging suppliers and then, right, okay, tissue paper and stickers and how am I going to print the addresses? Like, just having little things like that that you can tick off each day for me anyway that really helps keep me motivated being able to go through and mark stuff off at the end of the day it's when I have like this big old list and it's overwhelming and I don't know where to start that's when I feel like oh I just want to give up <laughs> yeah I couldn't agree more are you more of like a paper-based list maker or stuff because part of my job is like trying to get our team around to like you know trello boards and that way of working but i do just like a paper list i just find it really satisfying to be able to like put a red yeah. line for it when it's done or like tick it um and i found that it i do just yeah i'm more motivated to, to complete those than i am a trello board because you can just kind of make it disappear on that like I archive it and then and then it's like it never, yes. never was there <laughs> whereas if it's on paper yeah <laughs> working around it. <laughs> I'm the same as you oh you want to see my planner it's absolute chaos like, it's genuine chaos so I think it is quite funny because so I yeah. think you either work better with paper or an online base but I think you've just got to work Definitely. out what, what works best for you so um that's really funny. Is there anywhere you particularly buy your planners? Because I'm really fussy about which one I oh, have. Oh, no, like, 100%. Really I, honestly, I've been Are you the same? I used to make my parents take me shopping like before each term at uni to paper chase just to get all these beautiful notebooks. And I remember they came down to visit and they, they were just all lined up on the shelf and they were like, what the fuck? Are you not written any of them? And I was like, no, they're too pretty. So then I'd have them to look at and then just go out and buy really cheap, shitty paper. <laughs> I'm the same as you even now I'm looking at it I'm sat in my little office and I've got like this stack of notebooks that are unused but they're almost yeah, exactly. like storage notebooks it's just like in case you get when I'm you, so when ridiculous you don't have at least one empty notebook like I feel like I've always got to have one just in case so I don't like not having one in the archive sort of thing <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me I always bulk buy them oh, as yeah. well like I'll go to paper chasing especially at Christmas you know when they do like boxing day sales I'll be stocking up like a marble and I can always tell the cashiers thinking what do you do for a living like why do you need 85 notebooks what are you doing I can't yeah. help it I know it's like because I make my room look nice yeah <laughs> like they I'm make the space look them, you know you feel like productive because they're there it doesn't matter if there's got nothing in them but <laughs> I'm the worst as well because what I tend to do is like squiggle random notes in yeah. one and then a couple of days later be writing notes about the same thing but in another yeah. notebook and then I start like, piece it all together or look it's like a Rubik's like, cube it's a nightmare by that like I obviously wrote that at the time with a thought in my head <laughs> yeah. but now I don't know what the fuck I was talking about <laughs> completely relate I don't know if it's about I don't know if it happens for like quite creative people I don't know if it's like a weird thing for creative people that's what we're like like just randomly writing our notes down like nutty professors but it does seem to be a yeah. common thread between <laughs> creative kind of people that I've spoken to <laughs> um I think so I was going to ask a couple of questions around productivity and stuff but I do feel like we've kind of covered them with that last question so let's kind of fast forward a little bit where do you see your business in five years time what would so you say I your goals for the future 
an actual dedicated office space because at the moment I'm just uh downstairs in the kind of we've got an open plan lounge dining room so my desk is just in there and all my kind of products and stock and stuff is just shoved into these cupboards luckily that we have it's quite good storage but I had to like clear clear one out and it's like this is gonna have to be my cupboard now like sorry this is mine um and yes I'd love a space that is just purely for this because I've got obviously I've got my prints and stuff and I can't put them up at the moment because we've already got like artwork in our lounge so I'm like oh, I just want a space where I can put all my stuff up and like I love like collecting little postcards and stuff with like quotes on them so I'm like I just want a nice space that's purely for me and my friends um who's a painter she's just actually done a painting of um my logo with like a crystal ball thing so I'm all about the crystals I'm like I want to be able to hang it up somewhere that's just for me so that's goal number one is a little office so whether that's yeah. like in a in my house or renting a space and like that whatever um and then I guess um hmm, I think just like make, being able to still feel in five years time that I've, I'm still kind of adhering to the whole ethos and morals that I set out to so like one of the things I was really strong about in the beginning was that I, I did only want it to be independent um, businesses because when I was researching kind of the competition other boxes you'll find that there's always um, a bigger brand that they'll have in there whether it's like I don't know candy kin sweets or um, like pucker teas uh, I guess because it is just more economical to get a product that you can get in batch from someone like that but for me, it was like really key to the whole idea of it that it was just independent women-owned businesses. So I think to kind of be able to say in five years' time that I stuck with that and managed to make it work would be kind of the ultimate goal for me. Mm, I love that. Do you find that, did you, when you were setting out with your, did you kind of ever write a business plan or anything or, you know, write down your values of the business or anything like that? Or is it because you grew the business so organically, mm-hmm. you kind of I think it's a bit of both. So it, it was a lot way. of just, like you say, the organic, um, like the growth and like starting with those kind of core values and working from there. But then also a good kind of exercise that made me really think about it was when I worked with the designers on the brand, she sent out a really thorough questionnaire, which was like, the background of it why you chose the name what the whole thing is about and that did make me really sit there and think about it um and just kind of have a you know align everything um so that was really really helpful actually and again just going back to the coven they have like a really basic business plan template that isn't daunting because hearing those words I was like I've not got time or brain space to do a business plan like I was imagining this like apprentice style you know <laughs> big old bound piece of work <laughs> literally I was like no I'm like your dissertation that again I'm not going for it again <laughs> so yeah this was just like a really you know straightforward one just having your core stuff and I think for me that that works best obviously some people they like to see everything down in numbers and spreadsheets but for me it was just like no I'm just going to kind of work it day by day week by week year by year that's how it's going to be 
Mm, that's great. Thank you for sharing that because the, the main reason I asked it, it was something that I got really stuck with, to be honest, when I launched my business because I knew that I wanted to launch a business. I kind of knew what I wanted to do roughly. And yeah. the thought of writing a business plan made me want to cry, to be honest. Like I, just, I, I just didn't want to do it. Like, And I was procrastinating on it so much because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never run a business. Don't know who to ask yeah. to help, for help, that kind of thing. So I was getting really stuck on it. And actually, I found do what works for you. Like if it's something that excites you, because exactly. I know some people are quite, you know, like A types, they like writing up out a business plan, then do it. But I think if you are more creative and the thought of writing a business plan makes you want to cry, don't do it, you know, like work around it. Find a little um, guideline, mm-hmm. like you say, the one that you pulled from the coven or, you know, wherever you can get it from, you can find them really easy online. And I'll just say, just get exactly. going with it because don't get stuck on it, you know. And hopefully with you sharing your story as well, that'll help to inspire people and just to get them to, mm-hmm. like you said from the beginning, you know, take small steps and just keep going in the direction you're meant to yeah. be going and don't worry about the big picture 100%. so much. Just keep going in the little steps. Um, I thought we would finish this interview with a question that I ask all of my guests. So firstly, what advice would you give to all of the women out there who have entrepreneurial dreams, but they don't really know where to get started? And then following on from that, the second question, what does being a female um, so entrepreneur mean to you? I think it kind of goes back to what we were saying just then, that there'll always be a reason not to start something, like whether it's the thought of writing a business plan or what have you. Um there'll always be a reason to say no. So I think if you always, if you listen to that niggling voice, you never will. Um, you've just kind of got to take the plunge, go in, go and do it. And like, if you're passionate about it, like it will work. Like I do truly believe that maybe not as you initially imagined, but it will turn into something that you're really proud of. Um, I think the second thing is like have thick skin, like not just, I guess in terms of what we were saying before about it, it might not be a success overnight or stuff might not go right first time and you just need to make sure you don't let it dishearten you and like everything's a, an opportunity to learn not a mistake so just see stuff as you know lessons learned rather than something you've done wrong um and collaboration as well I guess even if you you know are really passionate about starting it on on your own and doing it by yourself just kind of speaking to other people and getting their opinions is going to be you know really valuable to you and ensure that you're getting a more kind of well-rounded perspective on things because it is easy to be very narrow-minded and focused when you're just doing it on your own um which I think can be a downfall so it's good to have um other people that you can speak to about it (laughs) those are literally like little pearls of wisdom thank you so much I love all those I was like yes go on Shauna they are such great pieces of advice and I think as well as someone that has now started their own business and you're doing so well with it and you're so successful with it like I think for you to be able to say that after you've already taken the plunge and done it will hopefully really inspire other people and give them the the bravery and the boost that they maybe need just to get going and just take the plunge and get started um so thank you so much. It's been so, I honestly think it's going to be so inspirational. And thank you for being so open and honest as well about, you know, talking about your mental health history and things like that, because I think it is something that we all need to talk about and be a lot more open and honest with. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And, you know, I think you're doing such an amazing thing. So I can't wait to see where the business goes and where you grow up. No me. doubt Praise you'll me. be in your own office very soon <laughs> with all your prints on the wall. You Thank will. You. I can it's been see so nice it. You will. Well. I believe in you. <laughs> oh, it really has been lovely. I will um, 
share your Instagram handle and your website handle and everything like that in the show notes. But just in case anyone's listening now and they want to find your Instagram page, it is at Self Light Society. So they can give you a follow, but I'll be sure to share all of um, your handles in the show notes. But thank you so much, Sean. I really, really thank appreciate you. it. I nice love chatting to you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to keep up to date with the latest Who and What She Wants podcast episodes, then please follow our Instagram page, which is at the handle at Who and What She Wants podcast, or hit the subscribe button now. We hope to see you again soon.